Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Radio. Welcome back. You want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You want to know one of the best restaurants in Missoula? The Iron Grizz. It's there at the uh, University of Montana Golf Course, uh, right adjacent to Mount Sentinel. Beautiful setting. They also have the best Cajun cuisine you're going to find anywhere in the Garden City. And all of their food is sustainable. All the vegetables, it comes right there from that garden, right in front of uh, the Iron Grizz. So if you want to have a delicious meal, if you've never been there before, this place is going to blow your socks off. If you have been there before, you're very excited about what we're about to do for you. We're going to hook you up with a gift certificate there to the Iron Grizz. If you call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number four. We got 50 bucks for you to the Iron Grizz American Bistro. Call right now, 406 406- 888-1029. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of our funniest guests swung by earlier today. So I was thinking the other day about how people shop these days, and so often they just shop online, right, on their phones or whatever. The shopping experience has certainly changed. One place I think is so fun to, like, just shop, just go there just to see what they got, Aspen Sound. It's always an adventure at Aspen Sound. Always an adventure at Aspen Sound, that's for sure. But, I mean, you go in there and you're like, wow, I didn't even know any of this stuff existed. They have so much cool stuff for your car and so much cool stereo stuff, and they're just awesome in there. I know. I love it in there, and all the guys that work there are so fun and funny. Um, They have Apple CarPlay, which a lot of cars don't have. My car came with it, but... It's such a cool feature, and then it makes I, everything way easier, right? Yeah, I just got a new car, and I was thinking of taking it down there. You should Apple CarPlay. You should okay. get Apple CarPlay, um, and then the the other thing that is really important is the remote start. Yes, for sure, especially here in the winter. Yep. But then I even think about like for safety as a woman, you know, just like yep. having it ready to go when you're walking to your car at night if you're downtown or whatever, and you can just get it all ready to go, and it's locked. You can get in there, you know, so I don't know. Love Aspen Sound. Love Tom. He is so funny. <laughs> um, he is the reason I'm so glad I had big brothers. There you go. Have big brothers, because he hazes me so hard <laughs> every time I'm in there, but, like, in a loving brother-sister way. That's great. Uh, by the way, Aspen Sound, the new sponsor of Chicka Doesn't Know Sports, so that's why we're giving them all the love. In they, case you haven't picked that they up. They totally deserve it. Yes. Uh, go check out Aspen Sound there on Broadway. They got window tinting, car stereo stuff, auto starts, and uh, much more. Really fun place to just go check out, even if you just need something to do. And appreciate them for being the uh, sponsors of the uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Uh, the One of the top headlines on ESPN today, how an ultra-rare exclusive dessert wine fueled Greg Popovich and the dynasty in San Antonio. This is like your dream story. I know. I Do you mean, know Greg Popovich is like this, he's he's the biggest wine connoisseur. Like he has this wine cellar with like 9,000 different bottles of wine in it. Coulter, I don't even know who Greg Popovich <laughs> is. <laughs> Greg Popovich is the long time, long, long time head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Ah, okay. Coach Tony Parker and Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and you've probably only Maybe that's when Parker. he goes scouting in Europe. 
Yeah, perhaps. And he brings back lots of lovely wine. I actually do think there is a connection there. The the Spurs have done as good a job of any team as of having great international players, especially European players. They have a new now French superstar in Victor Webanyama. I do think there's a connection there. I think that Popovich has been able to connect with his players on a personal level by sharing wine. Do you think he ever drinks Bodabox? <laughs> No, I do not. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe actually. I don't know. But uh, I mean, I think Greg Popovich drinks whatever he wants. Yeah. I I was just perusing this story, but you're talking about, they're talking about drinking bottles of wine from 1949. Wow. We're like drinking bottles of wine from 2019. Yeah, I'm drinking boxes (laughs) of wine from 2023. So, and sometimes cans of wine. Oh, man. But if if Greg Popovich wants to have us over... For a wine tasting. I'll make sure to invite us. Yeah, let's yeah, let's see what let's happens. Us, let's get us invited. Okay. Don't have any idea who Greg Popovich is. Amazing. I don't. That's why she's the chicken doesn't know sports. Carolyn here on ESPN Radio. All right, what do you got this week? So, before we can even get into sports. Yep. <laughs> the fall is a beautiful time. Yep. The Summer's f- not over yet, though. No, I know. I just mean, like, this time of year, like, yep. it, um, yep. the football, you know, the football starting. I actually think that September is the best month in Montana. Agreed. Loves October, early October too is yep. chef's kiss. Yep. It's time for kids to go back to college. It's pretty fun and exciting. But yep. the most exciting part of this time of year, yeah. you may remember Alabama Rush. Oh my God. This is back. Alabama Rush on TikTok is quite possibly the most riveting TikTok event of the year. Am I going to be like the last person on the earth that gets TikTok? I'm never going to get it. Well, you better hurry. Because it's going to be uh, not allowed. You're not going to be able to allowed to download it after January. See, I might actually just uh, do it just to break the law. Right. I know you will. <laughs> okay. So these girls get on TikTok and they go through their outfits of the day in their Southern accents. And it is the most glorious thing. They're like, my shoes are golden goose. My... My bracelets are Kendra Scott. My dress is Chanel, except they say like channel because they've got these great Southern accents. So I encourage everyone to look up Alabama Rush just for a time suck. The end of times. But Coulter and I are going to do our outfits of the day today on our Instagram. Great. And I encourage you to go to at Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports and follow along (laughs) as we do the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports outfit of the day. Spoiler alert. I'm wearing the same shirt I wear every day. Yeah, spoiler alert, he's wearing a (laughs) Nike polo. Yes, I have 12 versions of this shirt. Yeah. uh, Four black, four red, and four white, and uh, I just rotate them in and out. That's great. It's because I read this fascinating book, and part of the book was about decision-making and how limiting your decision-making actually helps your creativity and flow. For sure, yeah. That's why Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day. Yeah. He wore a black turtleneck and gray pants. Yeah. And so they didn't have to decide what he's going to wear. He's got a hundred of those and that's what he wears. I, I totally agree. And I end up wearing the same stuff every day only because I sometimes suffer from outfit trauma <laughs> and I'm just like, can't figure it out. And so then I'm like jeans and a shirt. Do you just, do you ever downsize the wardrobe? All the time. Do you do the, the backward hanger thing? No, I don't have to. Cause this, I, this is my gal's thing. If you, you put yeah. the hanger backward and, and then if after a year you don't have it turned yeah. it forward, then that's gone. See you later. It's a great, it's a great plan. Um, maybe I should do that because I have several pairs of jeans I don't wear and I 
don't know why. Yeah. They just, I just don't wear them. I have like three pairs of jeans that I like better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, follow along on Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports Instagram. We're going to post our outfits of the day and honor a little homage to Alabama Rush. Can't wait to be a part of it. I know you can't. Okay. Uh, I had a traumatic experience. So I, I downsized my entire closet and I had to get rid of like 20 pairs of shoes. That in itself was was rather. I know you love your shoes. Traumatic. Uh, I took them all to a consignment store, thinking that you know even if they gave me ten bucks or something for each of them, that I would just you know I'd make some money. Yeah. They didn't want any of my shoes. What? I'm like, why you don't have you want my shoes? Like, why don't you want my shoes? I got like a bunch of Nike Freeze and sweet sneakers and a bunch of loafers, and I was like, why? I was so offended. What size are you? 11 and a half, which uh-huh. is like a pretty standard yeah. men's, I don't know, like maybe slightly big. I think the average shoe size for a man's like 10, but still. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, that's I'm not very that sorry. crazy. Yeah, I'm whatever, very sorry. Whatever. It's fine. Maybe we could the have. The zen that exists in my closet now is is worth the, the What sacrifice. if we have a Nuana's now um, shoe closet. Shoe auction. Shoe auction, yeah. Yeah, we can auction all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I am downsizing my whole life. So if you want to buy some stuff, text Maybe us. you should have a garage sale. Yeah, maybe. Do people come to those anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I found and they'll come, if you say 7 a.m., they'll be there at 6. I found a bunch of stereo equipment, and uh, I didn't think it was worth anything. I came in here and showed Tommy. He's like, dude, that stuff's worth like thousands of dollars. Well, who's going to buy it? I don't know. I've been trying to sell it on Facebook, but I don't, I'm don't. i so inactive on Facebook, I don't think anybody oh. looks at my Well, they might have reached out, and right. you don't yeah, even know that's it. That's right. I don't even know how to work the dang thing. Uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, presented by Aspen Sound. Speaking of stereo equipment, check out Aspen Sound there on Broadway. Uh you're listening to Nuana's now on ESPN Radio. Uh, what else is going on? So I was gone all last week. Yes, you were. How was North Carolina? It was glorious. North Carolina is like one of the places. So there's a lot of places I haven't been, but that I also just don't want to go. And that's one of them? North Carolina is a place oh. I haven't <laughs> been that I do want to yeah. go. I think it's North nice. Carolina sounds very nice. It seems yeah. like the people are nice. seems like the uh, the scenery is nice. It seems like the, the pace of life is decent. We had a great time. Yeah. We went uh, to Carolina Beach nice. in honor of me. I'm just kidding. It just happened to be Carolina Beach. And you're in North Carolina. And the beaches there are great. The boys uh, boogie boarded their little butts off. They had a blast. Um, It was a really fun time. I just missed my dogs a lot. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I was really, really missing my dogs. I'd see people walking their dogs on the beach and I'd be like, my dogs would love this. Oh my gosh. The dog attachment. I know. They're so cute. But anyway. Let's get to the sports. Okay. The reason I said I was gone is because yeah, 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 yeah. a couple of the things I have might be a little bit um, old, but we're still going to okay. get to it. <laughs> so, so it's breaking news around it's, here. This is definitely, none of this is breaking news, but I wanted None of it's ever been breaking news. She just calls it that. What? <laughs> okay. Carry on. So there was a big brawl um, on the Cleveland, what are they now? The Cleveland what? Guardians. Oh God. The Cleveland White Sox. Baseball Cleveland game. Cleveland and the Chicago White House, yes. yes. Jose Ramirez, the third baseman for the uh, Guardians, and... Uh, and Tim Anderson Tim from Anderson, the Sox. Tim Anderson, the shortstop for the Sox, So yeah. Jose slid into second. Yep. And Very aggressive. That was aggressive of him? He was a little... I mean, he was aggressive in his slide. He kind of slid, like, right underneath I don't Anderson. think that's very fair. If you're sliding, you don't really have control. It's I true. don't think he was going to take out Tim Anderson. For sure. He was sliding. Both these guys are huge, by the way. I know their thighs were like, <laughs> so then Tim Anderson tags him Yep. and Jose thinks that he was aggressive. Yep. So they've got a beef. They got a previous beef. For sure. And I then, mean, these are rivals. They're in the same division. I know, but 
you can be, you can have good sportsmanship. Oh, yeah. There's a beef, and I think it's over a chick. Whoa. This is just, I have no reason to think this. <laughs> this is just my guess. I don't even know anything about either of these players. Yeah, yeah I don't think you do. <laughs> but, but I'm going with they're fighting over a gal. Well, it was one of the great sports fights. Usually when non-fighters that are athletes fight, it's pathetic. These guys definitely knew how to fight. They were like ready to roll. So Tim Anderson just clocks Jose Ramirez after they kind of have some words. And then they get split up. And then Jose Ramirez gets him like with his eyes closed and knocks him down. Knocks him down. Almost knocks him out. It was amazing. It was the best punch of the weekend, and there was a prize fight this weekend, so that's saying something. So, Tim Anderson's been suspended. Yeah. Apparently, he's been trying to reach out to Jose Ramirez and apologize, but Jose Ramirez has been ghosting him, (laughs) which I don't really blame him. So, will they play again? Oh, they play. They're in the same division, so they play, like, I think, 24 total times in a year. Oh gosh, this is see, this is going to be good stuff. That people are going to be tuned in for this, right? For sure. I mean, I might even tune in to watch, but probably it's, it's not. It's actually what baseball needs is agreed. Yeah, stuff like this. Um, but once again, especially because that division is just so stuck in the mud. Yet another the reason. The White Sox are just so bad, and it's just so stupid that they're bad. They're not supposed to be this bad, and they and the Guardians are not living up to expectations either. Well, they brought it. Yeah. Who won that game? Who ended up winning? <laughs> Isn't that the funny part? I have absolutely oh. no idea. Well, <laughs> once again, this is why I'm a Cubs fan. Because <laughs> the Cubbies aren't in, in, in fights or Yeah. What? Although, I mean, it was fun to watch, but I don't, I don't condone violence. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. I was just impressed how well these guys knew how to fight. They had definitely been in fights before. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to find out more. Now, I'm looking at the Guardians' schedule here. The Wow, they actually maybe don't play again. Hmm. The schedule must have been front-loaded because, yeah, they're, we're, we're into August now. And uh, the Guardians play Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Detroit, the uh, Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Twins, the Rays, the Twins, the Angels, the Giants. What? The Rangers. How? The Rangers, Do they just the, play every day through October? Are you new here? <laughs> they well, they play every day, period. They do? Every day they don't 106, get one? 162 I games. I mean, I knew, but they don't get one break? They play 162 games in 178 days. Whoa. So they get 16 days off, and I would say probably 12 of those 16 days are what they call either travel days or getaway days, where, okay. they, where they have to travel somewhere. I take it back. This fight wasn't over a girl. They're tired. <laughs> they're so tired. Uh, they're probably really tired. It is a super grind uh, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, they don't play again. That's actually too bad. And uh, the Sox are definitely not making the playoffs. I was just going to ask, could they play in the playoffs? No. no. Okay. The, the Guardians could make the playoffs. The Sox are definitely not making the playoffs. Sox are 14 games back right now, so they're one of the dis- biggest disappointments in baseball. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised. Well, this is Dow Radio. Uh, Chicken Does No Sports, presented by Aspen Sound. Uh, what else you got? All right, another non-breaking news story. Yeah. The U.S. Women's World Cup situation. I mean, this was uh, this was a catastrophe. And this is this is the one of the worst performances by a uh, United States national team of any sort ever. Well, you know, Trump say. blames it on Biden. So <laughs> just so you know, of course, <laughs> which he is does. like my favorite part of all of this. Of course he does. Yeah, no, I know. That's <laughs> so the other, that's the other part about this is there's a lot of know-it-alls out there right now that are saying. Oh, these girls deserved it because they're, you know, they're advocates for women's equality and screw them because that's un-American and people just have such bad, people are so, they have such a misperception of so many things. It's so frustrating. Well, I think it's because they're old. (laughs) So I think it's time to retire. Yeah. 
For sure. I can say that because I also am old. So <laughs> I'm not being ageist. I'm keeping it real. One thing that annoyed me, I, I need to say this. Yes. And you cannot take this out because Kay. it might be controversial. Okay. Controversy, if here we come. You are going, if you're going to the Olympics or the World Cup and you're yes. representing your country. Yes. I disagree with how they handled the national anthem. Mm, mm-hmm. Now, I am totally fine with Kaepernick and whoever. Well, during so, so fill me in. I know that they had kneeled for the, or, or, or maybe just not been out of the locker room in the past. I don't, I was, I must say I only watched one of these matches because they were all at like three o'clock in right, the morning. Right. So, were, so did they not stand? Some of what? them refused. Some of them knelt. Some of them didn't sing. What uh, They weren't, some of them participated with their hands over their heart. Some of them didn't. It, it felt disjointed, which is probably also took why they played bad because they, maybe they weren't, you know, connected as a team. I don't know. Yeah. But this Megan Rapinoe chick, Megan Rapinoe, yes. whatever. <laughs> this Megan Rapinoe Whatever chick. her. Yeah, she's only the most famous women's athlete in the world. I don't like her. <laughs> Whoa. Bold statement. Okay. Um, She said she'll never sing the national anthem again. Wow. I'm not saying this as a... You're not alone in this. On, on one political spectrum, I'm just saying if you are representing your country, sure, the country that has gotten you to this point, yep. I understand all of the things that are going on that are sure. reasons to yep. kneel and all the stuff. Yep. I just like, so if you're in a game and you're playing a friendly or whatever, or you're playing in, you're your, playing pro in your pro league, yep. do what you want. Do but you when want. you're representing your country, you represent. I think it's a good stance, honestly. Thank you. Thank um, you very much. Megan Rapino is a maverick. She is one of the, I think, most important women's athletes of the 21st century. I think the fact that she has stood up to uh, a lot of, of scrutiny for a lot of different reasons. I mean, she's one of the most prominent gay athletes in America. She is... Um, I mean, she went toe-to-toe with Trump when he was in the White House and said, we're not going to the White yeah, House. And, and that's fine. And, and all that you stuff know. Is, is all good. I, I, I should say all good. All of that stuff, I think, is acceptable. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think I agree with your premise, though. If you were on the international stage and you were representing Team USA, I think that you could you can stand up there for the anthem yeah. for 45 seconds. And that's what I should, I should say. That is kind of as the team leader. I think that would have been what she should have done and said to the team, we are representing the United States, whether we agree with politics, things that are going on or not. This yeah. is our country who we're representing. Otherwise, secede and play in your own, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you're playing for the U.S. There, there's a there's a lot to there's a lot of on the field stuff that caused this um, this sort of failure. I mean, make no mistake, the, the United States national team was the two time defending World Cup champions and the absolute unquestioned favorite coming into this. And they won one match yeah, and, and tied and one. tied two okay. and then lost in their first knockout. I mean, it's the worst performance in World Cup history. There's only been 30 something, maybe 34 years of World Cups for women. So it's only been since the, I think, 91 was the first Women's World Cup. Wow. Uh, and the United States has won, I think, all but one of them. I mean, the United States is is the dominant soccer power in women's soccer. Yeah. And I would also argue that soccer is probably the most prominent women's team sport in the country right now. Yeah, for sure. And these are, I mean, this is one of the most prominent teams in the country, men or women. So this is a huge, huge upset. But there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, there was some stuff on the field that, that they didn't execute very well. But I also think that there's a big dynamic here. I think that there's, the team didn't seem to have that much symmetry because you have a bunch of, of the ladies that have been on the team for 
decade plus, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of super young eighteen right. to twenty year olds. The coach was was subbing weird. They weren't using a lot of their players. There's a lot of the really talented players that hardly played, and I, I just think there was a massive transition. I think when I think this group of the veterans like Rapino and Alex Morgan and and some of the you know most famous gals on the team, I think when they are no longer on the team, it'll be two there'll be two things that can happen. One, they can be remembered for all of their accomplishments, but then they also can just sort of pass the torch, and then the the new young girls can take it over. And I, I do think there's going to be way less off the field stuff once this new generation takes I agree. over. I think they're just going to be rolling just with playing soccer. Yeah, I agree. And again, I um, I agree with you that she Megan has done a lot of great things for women's soccer. I just didn't like as the leader the way the team was felt very disjointed on the field, and they weren't. I don't know. It just, and then I didn't like, I don't like when she's representing our country, her saying that kind of stuff. That's all. I I, I don't think you're alone. I think you're actually going to have a lot of fans for this take. Oh, great. Think of those no sports here on ESPN. I love fans. Uh, It's presented by Aspen Sound. All right, what else you got? Canadian Open. Did you know it's a thing? Is this for (laughs) golf or for tennis? Tennis. I do know the Canadian Open in in golf is a thing. Uh, A good friend of the show, Ian Laird, the uh, voice, the play-by-play guy for Montana State for men's and women's basketball, his cousin won the Canadian Open in golf this last oh, year. Oh, I was like, tennis? He walked in a uh, uh, like 75-foot putt for the win. So, uh, That's pretty, awesome. Pretty incredible. A- anyways, uh, so what the, the, uh, the Canadian Open for tennis. For tennis. So Daniel Collins and, you know I'm going to butcher this name, Mara Sakati. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. She's from Greece. Okay. Um, so she, they were playing and she was down. And she, the girl from Greece slammed the ball on the ground. She, like, spiked it. Okay. And then it ended up going up into the stands. And she was like, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah. She didn't mean to do that. And I guess Collins, in the middle of the match, calls her out and goes to the, ump- the umpire and says, or the line judge, um, uh, did you see that? Da, da, da. And they start fighting on the court. The the player and the judge yeah, do. No, the two the, players. The players do, okay. Yeah. And then finally Collins tells Maria or Mara, whatever her name is, to shut her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they end up finishing their match and uh, Collins won. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, there, the tennis is never short on the drama. It's funny, though, because people d- have done this you know, like lots of people have done this kind of stuff. And I guess I think what the problem was is that in, if you were to slam a ball into the stands, you would get a point deduction or even a game deduction, you know, you'd be, mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything. Sure, so right. I think Danielle Collins was angry about that. Too lenient. Too lenient. Um, but, you know, I I love when tennis gets a little action, a little drama. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what draws people to tennis, right? Right. And I do I do think they need sort of a, a, a revitalization is the wrong word, but they need another fiery star. Right. They need another John McEnroe. For sure. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, just so many of the, of the most prominent tennis players have been, you know, sort of drama queens. Me, me included. <laughs> Why is that? Why is tennis like that? Tennis is a mental sport as much as a physical. I mean, all sports are. But you are out there doing it on your own. For it's sure. It's you versus one other person if you're playing singles. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Like, I can remember when I used to play and my shoulders would get so tense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'd serve, I would just get so 
and still sometimes if I play, I haven't played in a while, but if I play, even just somewhat like friends or whatever, yeah. I get nervous when I surf still. Amazing. I know. It's so stupid, but so, that's I mean, why I play like, pickleball now. <laughs> this is like all the rage. I know. I, we were talking about pickleball with my uh, sister-in-law and she lives abroad. So she doesn't, mm. she's not really familiar with it. And I was saying how it's the fastest growing sport in yeah. the United States. And yeah. Nick, my son was like, uh, no, it's not. And I'm like, Google it. So he Googles it. He's like, oh, you're right. Yeah, definitely. And then I was talking about how like LeBron and all the, these professional athletes are investing in pickleball teams. He's like, I don't believe it. I mean, you can, hardly, you can hardly even play basketball down at the Y anymore because everybody's playing pickleball. I know. All the time. Well, they've made a ton of tennis courts into just pickleball courts. Yeah. So. I mean, there's pickleball games raging out the racket club out yep. there at the peak every week. We too. played pickleball in North Carolina. It was great. I love it. It's love fun. It. For um, sure. One last thing I forgot to mention. Okay. There is a big fight scheduled between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Is that actually going to happen? <laughs> well, it's not actually scheduled, but Elon Musk challenged Zuckerberg, right? Sure. Zuckerberg said, sure, let's do it. Right. And then they're, they're, the person who officiates it's going to turn into an alien and then the world's going to end right at the end of the Well, don't fight, worry. Right? Elon Musk uh, did announce on X, formerly Twitter, that Why he has that? to get an MRI on his back and neck so he doesn't know if he'll be able to fight. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so stay tuned. This is this week's sign of the apocalypse. I know. I mean, come on. The world is I crumbling. watched the Jake Paul fight on Saturday night. You you indoctrinated me to wonder about this guy so much that I spent $60 to watch this thing. And? It was fascinating. Okay. Still not real boxing. No? It's, it is real boxing. It's... His shtick is just so weird. Mm -hmm. He boxes against guys that don't box. He boxes fighters that don't box. So he fought Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz isn't a boxer. Nate Diaz is an MMA guy. He's a jiu-jitsu master. Got it. So Nate Diaz is trained in this whole different martial art. And then this guy's trained in boxing. Jake Paul's trained in Got boxing. It. Well, they mo both make money, right? Oh, tens of millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, so good for them. Yeah, I guess. It's just sad that that's like the most popular boxing and I guess I'm a part of the problem. Yeah, I, you paid $60. I, I, I did not order the Bud Crawford fight, and that's a real boxing fight the weekend before, and I did order the Jake Paul fight. So look at me. Look Here at you. Are. You just fell victim. Um, okay, well, this was great. Um, <laughs> we have been mentioning Aspen Sound as a sponsor, but we cannot forget our OG sponsors, uh, yeah. Hype House and Hot House. Yes. Um, I am hitting up Hot House today for Sculpt. Nice. I'm very excited. I'm going to try to join you. Okay. That sounds great. Mike is staring at us through the window. Mike can come too. Mike can come to yoga. That would be great. We should have a whole Missoula Broadcasting Yoga sounds sesh. Sounds Count me in. Okay. He said he's coming. Um, so go to our go to my Instagram at Chicka Does No Sports and watch our outfits of the day. Here we go. And uh, peace out. Peace out. Check it out. Those sports here on ESPN Radio. Thanks to Aspen Sound. Go check them out there on Broadway. Window tinting, car stereos, Apple CarPlay, and much more. Appreciate Aspen Sound. And appreciate Carolyn for joining us each week here on the Chicken Does No Sports. Big Sky non-conference schedules. We gave you the schedules. Who's actually the most difficult? We'll break it down right after this. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Favorite Dave Matthews album, for sure. Definitely one of the best tracks on there. Welcome back to Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Culture Nuanas. Coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Usually, during this Thursday time slot, we're rolling on our Diamond Time, an update on all things baseball, including the Missoula Paddleheads. Jeff Safford joins us during Diamond Time. He is a bit busy right now, though, because the Paddleheads are rolling through a contest that started at 3 p.m. So we were uh, live on the radio for the Paddleheads, right, up until this show. And we'll go back to the Paddleheads after this show is finished. Right now, though, the Paddleheads in a battle. They're down 9-7 to at the bottom of the seventh inning. So um, that's the update. Uh, Billings Mustangs in Missoula uh, to take on uh, the Paddleheads right now. So... uh, We'll keep you apprised of uh, what's going on. Because we're not doing some diamond time. Instead, of course, naturally, Big Sky Conference football. So we broke down, well, I guess we we, we listed off the, the toughest non-conference schedules in the Big Sky. But I want to keep going on this a little bit. Uh, I, I think that we're sort of in a consensus that I, I think that Utah is probably the, the, the best team that anybody from the Big Sky plays in the non-conference, then probably Oregon. Probably Oregon and Utah are probably a coin flip. I'm not actually totally sure which one of those two teams is going to be better all told this year. But other good opponents that the, that uh, Big Sky Conference teams play include, Cal, I mean, Cal's a power of five, but I don't know if Cal's actually going to be good this year or not. Wyoming's going to be pretty good, I think. Stanford's usually pretty good. Uh, and uh, Sacramento State plays at Stanford. By the way, it's Idaho that plays at Cal. But I do think that some of the non-Power 5, Oregon State should be pretty good as well, and uh, UC Davis plays them in Week 2. But I do think some of the better 
non-conference opponents throughout the Big CI Conference this year are non-Power Fives and uh, maybe in a couple cases even non-FBSs. I think South Dakota State is certainly one of the best non-conference opponents that, that a Big Sky team will play when Montana State plays at the defending national champs in Week 2. And uh, I also think that, I, I keep saying it, Ferris State that the Grizzlies play on September 16th, I actually think might be, I don't know, a top 10 non-conference opponent. I'm not sure. Ferris State is, is I think, probably better than FCS non-conference opponents like Lamar, who Idaho opens up with. Or, um, I don't know, Ferris State, North Dakota would probably be a pretty good game. I think Ferris State would probably beat Utah Tech, who the Grizzlies play uh, in uh, in Week 2 and the Bobcats play in Week 1. Um, like Abilene Christian, Ferris State would probably be a pretty good game as well. Northern Colorado opens up at Abilene Christian. So I do think that even though I think Montana and Montana State are probably toward the easier side of their non-conferences, particularly because neither one of them plays an FBS, I do think there's uh, a definitively challenging non-conference game for the Bobcats in Brookings and a sneaky challenging non-conference game for the Grizzlies at home against the two-time defending Division II uh, national champions uh, at Ferris State. So um, I don't know. Interesting. Andrew, what do you think? I mean... There's some of these, the big sky actually, there's been years where, and make no mistake, big sky conference football teams, especially the the part of the league that doesn't generate a lot of money on ticket revenue, they need to play money games and they need to play sometimes two money games. But there's actually been a lot of years where the, the non-conference was a lot more brutal than this. I mean, there, there is the, the Oregon and Stanford and Utah on here, but no big sky school is playing two power fives. There are some playing several, or I guess two FBSs, but usually a, a Pac-12 and a Mountain West, for example. So I, I actually think that, you know, when you're, when you're doing sort of the, the, the power rankings of non-conference opponents available in uh, this non-conference, I actually think that there's a couple non-FBSs that, that might rank up there decently high. Yeah, I think uh, good job to all of these teams, right, setting the schedule. I don't think there's a team besides, you know, Idaho State and maybe Eastern Washington that I would expect to come through non-conference without a win, and that's what you need. You need to, you know, everybody knows that you have to get the money. You got to go on the road, and you got to play an FBS team, and you're probably going to lose that game. The thing you're hoping is that you get that back with one of the other two games on the non-conference schedule. You can bring somebody in, or you you at least have a game that you have a good shot at winning. And I think everybody, uh, again, except Idaho State, probably has that. So, so that's good. Yeah, it's not. There's nothing like, I mean, Eastern Washington last year playing what Oregon and Florida. Yeah, right. Nothing brutal like that. And I think that. You know, for these teams who do have to uh, to go on the road and play two FBS games to make a little money, we're seeing a lot of the best-case scenarios here. I mean, you're getting a Pac-12 in a Mountain West. You don't have to go so, all the way across the country. Like if you're Idaho, you, you play three straight non-conference road games, but you got to love it. Like you gotta, a, you got to love your draw. I mean, you're going to go to Lamar and get a win, I think, almost certainly. You could totally win at Nevada. You could totally win at Cal. And if you want all three... You're like a top-four team in the country coming to Big Sky Conference play. Absolutely, and, and you know, it's not going to kill you too much. You don't have to go to the right. Eastern time zone like they right. did when right. they played Penn State a couple of years ago. <laughs> right. You don't have to deal with that. You're not going to get beat up by a top-ten team in the country. 
you're going to play games that you, even if you don't win, you're going to have a chance to compete in at least. Do I, I was meaning to ask Sam Herter this, and I, and I just forgot. Do we have any gauge on Northern Iowa? I mean, they're, they're perennially a, a strong team. I know that, you know, their diehards would say, well, we can, we have a hard time in the playoffs, but they're still in the playoffs more often than not. Do you have any, any gauge on that program right now? Well, I I guess I would just say they're they're ranked twenty third in the season opening polls, so okay. that's about where yep. they've they've been, right? I mean, they've been yep. sort of in that fifteen to twenty five range as a clear second tier team yeah. in the MVFC, and they've so consistently been that. Yeah, right. I think it's probably fair to, to say you know that's probably where they'll be. They're a playoff contender. They they were uh, pretty much the second best team in, in that. Li- well, I mean, actually, before the rise of North Dakota State, Northern Iowa was like the best team in that league. And then since NDSU sort of took the perch, then second best, and then since South Dakota State's rise, then UNI has been sort of the third best. But they've had a lot of teams that have risen up to sort of challenge them as that third team out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Uh, Youngstown State had a couple years where they were very competitive, went all the way to the national championship game in 2016. Illinois State had a couple great teams as well. Um and lately, though, it's been the other Dakota schools, North Dakota, South Dakota, that have both been pretty good, you know, sort of knocking on the door, breaking in that top 25, if not sometimes in the top 20 as well. But Mark Farley's been there at UNI for as long as any coach in America, really, in terms of sustained longevity, especially now that John Stiglmeyer retired at South Dakota State. So uh, UNI certainly has con- continuity. I think they have a, a real fan base with a, a good home field advantage. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're most often expected to go to the playoffs. Yeah, and that's why they're such a good litmus test team sure, for right. the Big Sky teams in the early season. Because not only are they willing to set up home-and-home home series with a bunch of Big Sky teams. I mean, Montana played them right yeah. a couple of years ago. Yep. They're always willing to come out to the West Coast. Uh, you know what you're going to get with them. Yeah, right. They're they're not changing up what they run from year to year. Right. They're not going to be gonna a be team. They're going to be physical, get on the offensive line, exactly. run the ball. Yep. You know exactly what scheme Mark Farley's going to run. Uh, and and you know that they're going to be a team that is going to be contending for the playoffs. Uh, so that's why I think that, that Weber State going out to Northern Iowa, there, right, it's right. a good game to learn a lot about Weber State. In fact, I think that's probably one of the games where we'll get to learn the most about a Big Sky team just because Northern Iowa is so consistent. We know they're going to be good. We know that if Weber State wants to sort of measure up to the Weber State teams of previous years, they should win that game. Northern Iowa uh, play hosts Weaver State week two and then plays at uh, Idaho State in Pocatello uh, in week three. So th- there are a couple teams that have sort of that crossover. Texas A&M Commerce is another one that'll be sort of a, a litmus test, even though Commerce is a, a transitioning Division One program. But UC Davis plays at Texas A&M Commerce in week one, and then Sac State plays uh, Texas A&M Commerce in Sactown. Uh, in week two, so there's a, another one. Utah Tech is another one that plays basically an, an all Big Sky non-conference. They open up with the Cats uh, in Bozeman. They host the Grizz in uh, Saint George, and then they play. Then they host Northern Arizona uh, in week three. So Utah Tech, another one that's going to be a, a team that has a lot of Big Sky experience. the The other thing when you you look at at these is is there a single, like when the Cats played Oregon State last year, I think Oregon State was in the top 25. 
there's certainly been times when, you know, when the Grizz played Washington, they were a top 20 team. And when the Grizz beat Washington, I should say, there's been times when the Grizz have played Oregon and Iowa when they were both ranked in the top 25. I, I, I don't, I don't believe Utah's probably a top twenty-five team in the in the preseason. I, I'll look that up, but I just think that uh, I think there's a lot more manageable schedules here across the board when it comes to the non-conference, and uh, I think that's going to be good for the league. I think I think if there's a bunch of teams with a win or two or even three coming into league play, it's just a cumulatively better mindset for most of the teams in the league. It's just so tough. When you start out 0-3, 0-4, 0-5 uh, to get back on track. Yeah, we want these teams to be picking up hype. I mean, there will be a team that pulls off, you know, maybe an FBS win in the non-conference or at least looks good against an FBS team, kind of like Idaho last year. I know Idaho didn't win either of those games. Right. Uh, but looking good against Washington State, and I forget who the other one was, mm-hmm. uh, sort of allowed Idaho to pick up some hype going into the conference schedule. That's what we want. I mean, we want Sac State uh, to win a couple of these games, right? We want uh, Sac State, you know, for example, to look good at Stanford, to pick up some hype going into this conference schedule. I think that just makes uh, things I, I know better. I it was close with Indiana last year as yeah, well. Yeah, Washington State, Indiana. Indiana. Yep. Um, I think that only helps us as as people who cover the big sky, as people who are excited about this. We We want one of those teams to sort of... You know, jump off the canvas. I mean, Northern Arizona's kept it close with Arizona previously in R.J. Martinez's first drill action. Maybe they do that against the Wildcats again. I mean, just one of these teams, uh, we want them to do something to get us excited. And I think you're right. There are good opportunities for all of these teams to do that. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Paddleheads. Trailing the Billings Mustangs 9-7 to in the top of the 8th. We'll be back to that action once uh, this show... Oh, we will not be back to that action once this show is over. If you want to find it, though, you want to stream it, you can You can just go to the Missoula Paddleheads, gopaddleheads.com, go to their website, and uh, you can get the live stats there. You can get the live stream. You can hear the, the dulcet tones of Jeff Safford, and uh, we'll be back carrying those games on the uh, radio uh, back at it tomorrow, Andrew. They they're they're in action tomorrow, correct? Yep, we'll be back at it, uh, doing that tomorrow as well. Uh, I was down at Grizz practice today. A stat that uh, Eric Tabor dropped. He was uh, he's the sports information director there at the University of Montana, and uh, he said, "Did you guys know that Ferris State has five guys in the NFL?" And I was saying, "Well, yeah, I, I did know that only because I, I covered Division two football for a couple years." Yeah, you know, I, I know sometimes I, I I take our conversations into the weeds a little bit about things like the finances and the oh well, the finances you always follow the money. The finances is always gonna be a talking point, but sometimes just in terms of the eligibility, the equivalency, all that sort of stuff. At the D two level though, you can take so many different types of kids for and there's a variety of reasons why guys go division two. A lot of times, though, there's D1 caliber players that go to Division II because of academic restraints or because of things in their background. You could just take a different type of transfer at a school like Ferris State, so that's why I think they're going to be a handful uh, for the Grizz. One more break. We'll be back at it, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on tomorrow. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy birthday to my mom, if she's still listening. 
Can't wait for dinner tonight. Can't wait to hang out. And uh, appreciate all of you for tuning in as well. This has been Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the podcast. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Available on all your various podcast hosting platforms. And probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. GoBlackfoot.com. The M Store, where they're all grids all the time. And the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. Got the uh, group text while we were on the break. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I love competing. I love winning. I love uh, having a reason to keep up with old friends. And, I mean, let's be honest. I, uh, I love putting a little coin on the sports. All that said, I've been trying to quit fantasy football for like four years, mostly because I'm cynical and I think that fantasy football gives the general American public a uh, a very, cons- how do you say, a very shallow view of what actually takes to win football games. But that's just me being crotchety and, and uh, stubborn. It's also a great driver of attention to the game. It's a, Like I just said, it's a great way to connect with your friends, all that sort of stuff. So I was... I was dead set on, because here's the thing, when you're the sports guy, when you're the quote-unquote ESPN guy, whatever, all you can do in the fantasy leagues is win. And if you don't win and everybody's just talking smack, even if they don't even win, oh, I finished better than you, so much luck that goes into it. Anyways, I tried to quit a couple of years ago, then I ended up winning the league, and so then I was like, okay, well, a defending champ, I got to go back. And now I'm in multiple leagues. Anyways, my old school league with my brother and all our friends, I got the number one pick. So tomorrow... We're going to get some advice from you and from Rajim Seabrook on who I should take with the number one pick. We'll talk all things NFL tomorrow. We'll also have a whole bunch of other stuff to get to. We can't wait for it. We'll see you then. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.